one one. Um, we light that guy up. Who is that guy? That's uh, good hit. Yeah. Uh, we are recording. Chief. Shit. Hang on. Hang on. Can you hear me right now? Yep. Oh, it comes off. Hang on. Yeah, that pretty quick though. See, am I echoing? No, uh, I think you were there for a second because uh, when it's on video and I, if I turn it off, it turns my Bluetooth off. So I just took the video off. Sound good. Okay. Welcome, 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 everybody, to this week's episode of the Heinemann Brothers Hockey Show. Um, uh, another episode without Lou, but another episode with a guest. So uh, we'll get into it with uh, a, b- a buddy of Tyler's, of course, um, on uh, his hockey story. Uh, we've got a couple connections with Ty. So uh, what's up, boys? Uh, how's Beantown? How are we doing? Yeah, I got my buddy Jake Yeager on here. Uh... Jersey, or New York kid, technically, but uh, played against plenty of Jersey hockey kids growing up. Um, he played club hockey at Northeastern with our buddy Evan Jones. Uh, still good friends today. So uh, partied with Yeggs a little bit in college. Um, and then now he's on, the, he's on the men's league team with us uh, from the pickles to now we're the donuts. So, uh, Jake, how we doing? Good. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. I've listened to a few episodes before. So happy to be here. What's that? I've listened to a few episodes before, so I'm happy to be here. CJ? Yeah. Yep, something wrong, something wrong with the, the Bluetooth, so uh, I'm going to be <laughs> on speaker as well. All right. We're just, we're just holding a bunch of phones on Skype here. That's, uh, that's how we do it. Um, yep. But, yep. Uh, yeah, good to have you, Jake. Uh, I, I meant to start the – I knew you were a Ranger fan, so I meant to start the episode with uh, – a ranger suck champ, but I forgot to do it. So, uh, Siege. I don't know if this echo is going to work. Wow. Is that better? Yep. There we go. Can can I hear myself? Can nope. I hear myself? Nope. Yes, I can. <laughs> okay. Hang on. <laughs> brutal. Brutal. Right. So Jake. it's usually pretty. CJ, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> yeah, it's on me too. I literally have to turn my Wi-Fi off um, to get better reception. <laughs> um, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so uh, let's let's get into this. is This is the beauty of editing. Uh, so, uh, Ty, how don't you um, get into a little uh, Jake Jake uh, story? How would you play youth hockey, bud? Yeah, get into it, Jake. How'd you uh, how'd you end up playing in Northeastern? Give us the fucking trajectory there. All right, so I played in the same uh, league as, as Tyler growing up, the NJYHL. Even though I, I grew up in AYHL, AYHL. Yeah. Atlantic Youth Hockey League. I thought it was New Jersey. Might be. I mean, they might have switched, but uh, I grew up in New York, but it was right on the border of New Jersey, um, pretty close to Mawa. And uh, I played for the Ramapo Saints. We were the only New York team in that, you know, New Jersey Youth Hockey League. And uh, I mean, most of the, the games were just driving, you know, somewhere into Jersey, whether it was Morristown to play at Menon, um, Bridgewater, 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 all those rinks. Um, 
reason I ended up coming up to, to Boston is just from those tournaments that we all used to do. Yeah, we all used to do with those like seven hockey ranks back to back. I just kind of loved the school. And then I, I knew I wasn't going to play at a, a super high level, but I wanted to play at least some competitive club. And I mean, that was probably the best school I could have gotten into. And it ended up just working pretty perfectly for me. Ramapo Saints at Sportorama. I was going to say that that fucking rink, Sportorama. Place smelled like <laughs> shit. They couldn't fit the ice into the boards. That's just, what I was going to say. That was, that was a, the most, sorry, Steve. That must have been a tactic by the Saints because we're idiots and we're just like, oh, ice. It's basically a pond. You just rear your skates before you get on. Was that what you guys were doing? Yeah, I knew every like creak in the ice, every hole in the ice, <laughs> every weird bounce in the boards. I mean, we all kind of did. Our high school team played out of that ring, too, so we were pretty much there. You know, every day, sometimes when we were, but before they did that, you know, shortened travel season, we were there for, you know, practice after school for high school and then just keep our gear on for two hours, you know, order food for dinner and then just get back on the ice for travel practice. <laughs> um, I also worked at the shop there too. So I really never left the place. Wow. Hockey. Not, not a bad, not a bad, uh, or not a terrible snack shop at the, uh, at the old Sportorama, but man, that was really tough. Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm kind of like a just mozzarella sticks guy at the rink, so uh, maybe you just had good frozen mozzarella sticks. But uh, uh, tough place to play for a goalie. Those, those boards had some wild, wild bounces. Yeah, no, they did. I mean, one time I actually got my stick caught in one of the, the – I don't know. I was about to say, I think there's been some many injuries because of those boards. So. Yeah, it went right into my stomach, and it snapped in half. <laughs> Before you got a beer belly, too. Yeah, it would have felt, it wouldn't hurt that. So I got a pretty good Sportorama story um, playing Colonials. um, Man, had to be sophomore year. Yeah, because we were still getting driven to the rink. And uh, I, I was at a party beforehand. And uh, probably had a little, a little too much. I probably, I didn't mean to drink, but uh, it happened. And uh, I wasn't supposed to play that night. So we get to the rink. I'm, I'm pretty sloshed. And of course, like um, halfway through the third period, uh, our other goalie goes down. And and by now it's been like hours since I was drinking. So now I'm just like just beat. And uh, I, I had to go in there, and I uh, gave up uh, two of the three goals that we were leading by. Still got the W, but uh, uh, yeah, I was seeing quite a few. We have a, a simultaneous story that me and Jones would tell, and turns out Yeggs was on the other side during the short season siege. Uh, when Jones and I were playing freeze together, we went up to Ramapo, and we, we didn't lose many games, so like, you know, you're drinking the night before, and you're not really worried in the locker room or focusing like you would in high school or college. Like just, it's a, it's for fun. And uh, so we, we go up there on Friday night, it's Halloween and we're all just talking in the locker room. Like, God damn it. We it's like, we're missing the parties. Like this sucks. Like we don't want to be here. We'll, we'll forfeit this game. We're already in first by a million points. Um, and then we go out and we play Jake and fucking, did you guys beat us or retire? I think we tied. I think it was a 2-2 or 3-3 or something, but... Yeggs probably had all the goals, because um, I remember being like, oh, Jones, like, sub 91 from the Saints, like, <laughs> fucking tortured us. Like, <laughs> the only kid who could score on their team. But so, 
Fast forward to uh, the end of the game. The end of the game. Kai. Bruce Chattel comes in and is just like, oh, you guys ready to go to your fucking parties? Like, you guys play like fucking shit out there. I'm going to bag you on Tuesday. And we're all like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Thanks, Yeggs. Yeah. We- uh, sorry, Jake, what year are you? I'm a 93. So I played, uh, I mean, I, I guess once we played, like started to do midget double A, you kind of had the same, yeah. you know, over- between 92s and then with 94s. So I, yep. Yeah, there was always a little overlap. Jones is a 92. Right? He's 92, yeah. yeah. And you're 94? Right. Yeah, the only, the only, I played with a Ramapo guy in Colonials, uh, but I think he was a year older than me, so you might not have seen him, but uh, Xander Pindyke. Um, I don't recognize the name. Yeah, yeah. I, I gave it a shot. I gave it a shot. I did actually play Colonials for one year, um, Pee Wee Minor. And it's because the, the I was never on AAA. I could never make that team on the Saints because there used to just be such a good group of kids from around the area. And then they won the, the league the year before. So I was like, all right, maybe I can make AAA if I go somewhere else. And my, my dad worked in Bridgewater. So he would, you know, I'd, I'd get a ride down to practice and then he'd just pick me up after work. You knew Willie Sanchez, right? We've, t- yeah. we've yeah, talked yeah. about this. I, uh, yeah. yeah, he's one of my better friends um, from Suffern. Um, but yeah, then it ended up the Saints, like that whole team went, went to the avalanche to become like that juggernaut that they were right so then but i did play the colonials one year which is kind of nice because that was a nice but, change of pace but then but then some of them eventually came to the colonials like luciano and stefanic and yeah those guys yeah. they're 94 so and then we became stacked and i never played, I never played. uh but uh how's how's being a ranger fan growing up uh not great i mean in, in technically i was alive by a little bit when they won that cup. So I, I can still kind of say that, but I mean, they were always kind of bad growing up, but then I guess it was uh, 2014 through 16 or they had a few years there where they were, they were nasty and you know, they lost to Tampa one year in the Eastern conference finals. They lost to the devils one year lost to the Kings. Uh, and they lost to the Kings in the finals that the year they lost to the devils. That was, I think that was their year. They didn't actually make the finals, but I think that that was their year to win, but Oh man, they, they got real close and, I mean, they sold out a lot of their picks, so they didn't have anything for a while. But that was, I think that's as close as they're going to get for, for a while. They were great at just, you know, de- being deadline uh, juggernauts. Yeah. Getting all those guys. I skated at MSG. Not a big deal. I was yeah, supposed well, to. Period. Plus, Hank was there. My brother did. Yeah, you see Flowers Glove there? Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I can't say that uh, I've been around for a single championship of any of my teams, but uh, uh, what what what's going on? What do you think's going on with the Rangers this year? Let me get your your Ranger take this year. I mean, do they do they need to just uh, wait until these guys get a little older, or, or are we going to sell some pieces? Yeah, I think they need to wait. I don't think it's time to start selling yet because you know they're they're still a few years away from majority of their team having i don't know some any sort of experience in the nhl a lot of these guys have less than 100 games played i, I would guess um so they're just kind of adapting especially like lafreniere you know capo i mean they're still 19 and 20 years old and uh i don't know it seems like lately the past five years there's been a trend of all these young kids coming right away into to the nhl and playing when i don't think that was ever the case before i think they would do either like the AHL or, or play if they were foreign, they play in that league for a year or two. 
So I think it's just taking more time to develop. And uh, New York's got to be a tough place to play because a lot of Ranger fans you know, don't necessarily know no. the game of hockey as well as some of these other teams, like Toronto maybe. And like they're the guys who yell shoot on the power play. <laughs> yeah. So they see Lafreniere not doing that well, but he's legitimately 19 years old and he's got to have some time to wait. So I don't think they sell yet. But if this is your only chance to get Eichel, do you do it? It depends what the price is. If it's Lafreniere and and other you know prospects, I I don't think so. Um, I, I think it's too early to give up on a lot of these people yet. So what 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 trade are you proposing in your ideal world? I mean, if it was got to give up Shesty or Georgiev, I think. Yeah, that I mean, takes a lot of the meat out of it. If you if you give up Georgiev, Kako first, then maybe some other guy. Maybe that's worth it. But I mean, like I think Eichel has a ten million dollar cap hit or something, and mm. they're they're gonna have to pay Zibanejad this year and a couple other guys. So I don't even know if it'll work. Gotcha. Uh, but at the same time, on the other end, like you draft these guys hoping they can be as good as Eichel. So he's already proven, and I, I don't think he's slowing any signs of or showing any signs of slowing down right now. How pumped for you when they got back? Oh, that was awesome. I, I remember exactly where I was, and I was looking at that little fucking ping pong ball like, there's blue in there. It's the Rangers. Let's go. <laughs> they, uh, I think uh, probably Lafreniere more than uh, Kako has, has, does have a legitimate shot at being like an Eichel. I mean, he's, he plays big, too, um, for his first year. So uh, me and, and Lou and Ty, we were uh, – we were wor- a little worried about the Rangers, uh, I think, at the start of the season. But um, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's because Benajad cut all his hair off. <laughs> I think uh, we were worried for the future, which I think be- we still can be. But, I mean, I- none of us picked him to be in the playoffs, I don't think. So not that scared, although that division is. <laughs> Fair um, enough. But, you know, they're they're hanging in there at sixth. I mean, Buffalo stick, go to the Flyers, but... Uh, we can get into that later. Um, uh, who's your favorite Ranger, Jake? Currently? No, all time. Uh, all time. I really liked Rick Nash. He was one of my favorite players before he even came to the Rangers. Uh, so when he did, I was pretty pumped. And he definitely changed his game a little bit once he got to the Rangers and kind of was more all-around guy. Which, I mean, people thought he was a bust in New York, but he really wasn't as much because he just did a lot more. So he was didn't win a cup, but he's still pretty uh, dirty. That's true. I told you I met Brian Leach, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's guy's a beauty. He was, yeah, he was awesome. And I, I think if you know, I appreciated the game of hockey more when he was there. I would have liked him more. Um, but I also like like Dubinsky and you know Ryan Callahan. Those were guys that were on the Rangers for a long time, and they just played such yeah. a hard game. And they were they were like classic used to Rangers. Hate Callahan, but like I love like, the way he plays. Yeah. You know? Oh. Yeah, I think uh, before I was really an island, my, my first ever game was MSG. Um, and so my first ever jersey was Richter. Yeah. And uh, I, was always a, I was always a big Richter guy. That's probably why I became goalie. And he has the same birthday as me. So uh, I, uh, I hate the Rangers, but uh, I, I got love for Mike Richter. So I'll give you that. Um, yeah, any other Ranger talk you want to get into? I wouldn't be surprised if they made a run and uh, at least challenged for that fourth playoff spot. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't expect them to get in at the beginning of the year just because they're so young. And I, I think a lot of people were hyped up. So I thought that they were definitely over, but at the same time, 
I don't know. You just need one of those top four teams to have like a, a slow patch because there's only you know short seasons. There's a chance for anyone to make it except for Buffalo and New Jersey. Jersey looks not bad though. Yeah, they they suck. Siege, <laughs> uh, well, I need you to settle a debate for uh, Yeggs and I. Um, so last weekend we went skiing up at Jonesy's place in Vermont. I had a huge crash. My body still hurts, but um, basically we ordered subs in, in Vermont. Everything takes an hour at least. So you call ahead, you know, we call seven sandwiches ahead, um, taking two cars to the mountain, you know, Jake and my other two buddies like leave first. So we're like, Oh, like, you know, they probably picked up the sandwiches, you know, but we needed to stop anyway at the, the one supermarket before you're, you know, on the one lane road to the mountain. So we stopped. I think one of the girls had to pee or get something. And uh, we're, well, let's just double check that the sandwiches are picked up. Nope. Jake and our buddy picked up uh, just two out of the seven. Uh, just their sandwiches. So, um, you know, there was a reason for it. But uh, we were pretty baffled. Um, Jake, you want to tell your side of the story? Yeah, it's it's pretty simple. I mean... Me and the guy we went with, we carried our subs in our pockets all day while we were skiing. If we got the rest of the sandwiches, they would have been left in the car. And then when we all met up for lunch, we would have had to give one of you guys the car keys to take that little trolley back to the parking lot to get the sandwiches, then take the trolley back to the lodge and then eat the sandwiches. I mean, we just carried them in our pockets, which is what you know Evan usually does. So that's what I figured would, would be the case. So that's my side of the argument. He always has a backpack. No, not usually. So, so, what are you thinking here? Who's who's at fault? So wait, I got. I mean, I got some questions. Um, so it was it was intense intentional that only two sandwiches were were taken from the shop. Yeah, definitely. We, we and had it, that in, in fairness, there is pretty much no cell service. Yeah. So I did text Evan saying, "Hey, we just got our two sandwiches, so you should pick yours up on the way because it is right on the way." But he probably did not get the text yeah. until we got to the mountain. So, okay, and and the plan originally, like, did everyone know you were going to the sandwich shop? Well, the sandwiches were ordered together. Yeah, so. we were taking two cars to the mountain, so it was like never said that one only one car is going to stop. Huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. Maybe maybe it's more equal than we thought. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think uh, Ty, your car probably should have gone and got your sandwiches. Wow, baffled at this. Well, we did. I mean, if we did, but I, yeah, they got them. So there's really no. I thought they should have picked them up and, and like they left five minutes before us. Like could have gave us our sandwiches before the first lift, but you know, ski crazy. But you guys drove. Uh, you guys drove to the mountain uh, just assuming that they were picking up the sandwiches. No, they, they stopped and, and got the sandwiches on the, the sandwiches way. On the they, they realized that we might not have got them and got them. So there was really no harm on the, the overall situation. Well, it's, it was just more of the gesture. But it's funny because Jones was like, do you think they got the sandwiches? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah he's going to do that. Yeah, he definitely picked up the sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We had a Donnybrook at lunch, basically. But yeah, because Evan's girlfriend was mad, and then since she was mad, Evan felt like he had to be mad. I think Tyler was just mad because it was funny, and then I was mad that they were mad. It, it was a mess. Wait, so but everyone had their sandwich? 
Yeah, we all were. We all were fed. Oh man, I I totally somehow missed that part. Uh, I think yeah, I think I I don't think anyone's really at fault. Everybody got a sandwich. Well, so like I was like, yeah, Jones. He definitely picked him up, and they're picking up other something. Like Jones got a, one of those Starbucks coffee things, and. I was like, let me, I'll just go to the deli and ask. I was like, hey, there were like seven sandwiches ordered, like six Italians and one whatever. Like, were all those picked up already? And she's like, no, there's still five here. And I was like, hmm, okay. Okay. <laughs> what was the one non-Italian? That's a good question. I don't remember. I think it was one of the girls. Like tur- turkey and mustard, yeah. Like, oh, God. Oh, God. There, I was at... Uh, uh, John's Deli in in Brooklyn the other day. It's like a, yeah, it's like a famous deli. They do the hot roast beef with the black gravy. It's it's crazy good, but um, and basically everyone in line is like, uh, let me get a roast beef. Let me get a roast beef. Let me get a roast beef. The dude in the back is just slicing roast beef. Um, and it's, it's like a pretty long line. It's a famous place. And then this guy comes up. Um, maybe three or four guys in front of me. He's like, let me get bologna and cheese. And the guy looks up from the register, like, uh, and looks over at the slicing roast beef. He's like, uh, bologna and cheese. And and then the guy looks the uh, the guy that ordered the bologna and cheese. Um, uh, the register guy asks him, uh, "You want roast beef?" And the guy behind bologna and cheese man just says, "Yeah." And I'm, <laughs> Pretty sure that's the roast beef. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, did you stick up for the baloney guy? Uh, you know what? I'd I'd be the guy to do it, but that that roast beef sandwich there is so good that uh, uh, no, I did not stick up for him. He probably didn't know. Give him a break. Mm. You know, roast beef's a huge thing up here, right? Siege, like they don't have jellies. It's just it's a thing called a three way. It's just, it's what, roast beef, cheese, and sauce? Sauce, yeah, barbecue sauce, I think. Yeah, and I just don't get the hype. And, like, there's these Facebook groups that, like, yell at each other because they're like, that beef sucks. Like, no, this beef's better. Like, oh, God. I'm like, can I get oh, a ham sandwich? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it either. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm from New York, New Jersey. It's I actually, last Wednesday that. night, I swear to God, we skate in Winthrop, in Winthrop and, and do beers after. Do beers I after. like out loud. I was like, I just don't get the hype behind like a three way. And I swear to God, like, oh, I got death stares from the whole room. Like, they're all from Eastie and Winthrop. And I was just like, uh, I'd just rather be able to get like turkey and ham or like a chicken cutlet or I don't know, like prosciutto. I don't know any of that. They just eat roast beef. Like, fuck. With American cheese and mayo and barbecue sauce. I'm like, I don't, I don't get it, but whatever. Oh my god, that's so it's that's super white. Yeah. <laughs> Boston Boston could use a little culture. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean they've just been doing everything the same way forever. <laughs> you know, it's wrong sometimes. They still stick to it. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. I, I can't I can't knock them too much. Uh, you you think uh you think the roast beef's like cheesesteaks in Philly? Because no, that's I mean, they call those steak and cheeses here. Those are good. No, but, uh, no, no right. this, this is like, I think probably similar to your sandwich, like roast beef sliced, and then they dip it in the jus, probably. Yeah. And then they add all the sauces. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, as much as I love talking about sandwiches, uh, <laughs> we've 
we've completely derailed. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna say no one's at fault, and uh, let's let's do that hockey. All right, fine. Um, you want to do? Oh, Yakes has a as trivia yeah, for us. Trivia to for us. Okay. Um, okay. So you want? So the bet. Well, I don't think we've ever argued about this on the uh, the podcast, but obviously. If you're an avid listener, you haven't heard us talk about who's winning in the pick every single game category, uh, which we do every year. And we have been making picks every year. In fact, uh, even Lou was making picks all the way um, until he left, obviously. So we have a text message group between the, the three of us, the three brothers, and we've picked games every night. But now... Uh, nobody's written them down or added them up. So what are we, halfway through the season? Are we halfway through yet? So my only qualm is that, um, and I'm going to do this bet fair and square, but I will put on the record that uh, Lou used to do the editing, and I've picked up that slack, and you've always done this, and I get it. You had a baby. Big deal. Uh, but, you know, that's my <laughs> qualm, all right? That's a that's an excellent qualm, especially when you put uh, really my only argument in the qualm. Um, it makes it makes it hard to argue back. Um, fair enough, but uh, we have agreed that we need to settle this somehow, and uh, now we got Jake on uh, to help us. Take it away, Jake. Yeah, so I was actually talking about this with some some friends last week. Um, so the the top five all time scores in world oh! in world juniors history. Uh, we've already done this. Well, fuck. Okay, so uh, let's, let's do it. So uh, try to name first one to name two of the five. I would say, and you got to you got to one tournament or all time, all time, and you got to go, you know, alternating so it's fair. But first one to get two. All right, who goes first? That uh, Ty, since you have qualms, you can go first. All right. Um, so all time. Yep. Uh, uh, Eric Lindros. He's not top five. Fuck. Uh, Jordan Eberly. So uh, Eric Lindros was ten. Eberly's not top five, but I think he's top fifteen. Um, going the wrong way. Yeah, going the wrong way. Fuck, who was it? So uh, eventually, this. Oh is, no, Peter Forsberg. Peter Forsberg's number one. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he is crazy. Forty-two points in like I don't know, like fifteen games or something absolutely absurd. Yeah. Zegers crack the top five? Zegers is top ten, I believe, but not top five. He had, I think, the best one of the tied best tournament yeah. totals. Yeah, that's total. that's right. Um, Jeremy Roenick? Nope. Oh, why did I, I was like, it's all Canadians, and then you go with Roenick. So there's actually <laughs> there's no more Canadians in the top five. Wow. So there's no Canadians. So there's no Canadians in the top five. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Yeah, they spread it out too much. <laughs> and I can um, give it eventually if you guys want. Let's keep going a little longer. Yeah. How about um, who was a world junior beast? Uh, what about like? Uh, I'm fucking done. Uh, 
Um, are the how many? What countries are they from? Can we get a countries clue? Yeah. So number five is from Finland. Uh, number number four and number three are from Russia. And I think number two is from Czechoslovakia before they were Czech Republic. Let me just fact check this. Yeah, Ooh. Czechoslovakia before they were Czech Republic. And then two of them are, are uh, like older players. Two of them are players that played in all of our lifetimes watching while well, we were watching hockey, but there are no current players in that. Ooh, all right. How about Tamo Solani? Nope, but that's, that's a good guess. That's the right timeline for, for two of these guys. Nail Yakupov there? Nope. Mm. Um, how about uh, Pavel Bure? Yes, that's number three. Nice. Oh. nice. So next one to get it went. There's, there's one guy that's – actually, these guys all might be Hall of Famers, but there's one guy specifically that was very popular for a while. Fedorov? Um. Ooh, how about uh, Kovalchuk? Nope. Everyone else now is is played in like the eighties or earlier. Uh, was it? Uh, no, they didn't have juniors back then. I don't think. Uh, fuck. Trying to think of a Czech player. Did you say there was another Swede or no Czech? There's another Russian. Another Russian. Another Russian. And a Finn. And a Finn. Oh right, wasn't Timo. So before I I talked about this with my friends, there was there's no way I would have gotten uh, the Finn or, or probably not the the Czechoslovakian. Yeah. The other, the other Russian though. Let's get this Russian. Yeah, Russian. I, would, I would, I would focus on that one. Uh, they played in like the eighties and nineties. Yeah. I mean, I was gonna say Karlovich. That's not it. He was. I can give some more. He was drafted by the Sabers. <clears throat> my dad. My dad. That's it. That. We had good editing. Um, yeah, it makes me think of uh, what was what was the maxim of Naganov, but I know it's your turn. No, I know it's said too. <laughs> Just yeah, but so if you guys actually said both of my favorite players besides better off and Finneganov. I still <laughs> love those guys. <laughs> See, oh, I, I know it. I remember it. I, I know who it is. He didn't got? play in the eighties. He didn't play in the eighties, though. It's Tyler's turn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him sweat. Okay, I didn't say it. Finnegan off. Um, he didn't play in the eighties. He played the World Juniors in the eighties. Okay. Oh, okay. That, that's probably that's probably why I'm thinking. All right. Um, where was he fucking off? Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna honor the integrity of the, the bet. Oh fuck! Um, Russian skater Daniel Medved. Uh, 
I'm like, I'm gonna hold on to this one for a while, Siege. Um, yep. Good Russians. He is a good old Russian. It's not a guy where you instantly think Russian, I feel like. I agree. You'd probably think Finland. <laughs> the, the, fact that, the fact that he agrees uh, makes me even more confident that, I'm, that I got it. <laughs> Just say it. I got nothing. Alex Mogilny? Yes. Ah, nice. I think uh, Chicklets might have talked about this once. Um, Fuck! They, they might have. I mean, it's an interesting list if you look at some. Like Forsberg was absolutely dominant when his his stats are ridiculous. Who was the? Uh, who who did we miss? Uh, so Robert Raquel uh, or Rachel, I don't know how to say his name. The guy who played for the Oilers. He was number two from Czech, and then um, Estetikinen. Ah, nice. Was five. Which Estetikinen? Yeah. Name. I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, definitely not going to get those two. Fuck me. All right. Looks like uh, looks like Ty's going to be adding those up. How about this, Ty? Um, you get it. You get it to today's date, and I'll I'll do it from then on. Once you get me the numbers. Hell yeah. Deal, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't mind doing it if I can keep up with it every day. Um, Fair but. It, it it really got away from us. It did. It happened quick. <laughs> and none of us ever mentioned it. Like, uh, you know, we just kept putting our picks in. <laughs> like, no mention of who's winning, just putting them in, you know. Um, all right, you want to talk a little about what's going on? We got to say RIP Walter Gretzky and Mark Pavlich, for one. Legends. Yes. Yeah, Pavlich, obviously, um, legend of 1980, miracle. Um, he died kind of young, no? Yeah, I think like 60-something. Yeah, 63, maybe, 65. Um, yeah, he, he had a tough go, it sounds like. I don't think any of the 1980 hockey players are doing good. Maybe Jim Craig's all right. He's got a hot daughter, I know that, but... Uh, I know, like, they've all sold their fucking gold medals, and yeah. at least there is the only. Um, no, but... Uh, yeah, I bet some of them had good hockey careers, like coach like Mark. Oh, yeah, Mark yeah. Johnson. No, but Pavlich, like, I think he, he beat up a neighbor with, like, a pipe or something, <laughs> and then the, the judge kind of ruled him mentally unfit to stand trial, so he's been in, like, a, a mental institution for the last few years. He, he like, really had a tough go. I, I don't know what... Uh, Jeez, yeah. Uh, well, condolences to the Pavlich family. Uh, he'll always, he'll, I mean, he'll always be remembered for the, because he had, he had assisted on Aruzioni's goal, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that's what he'll be remembered for. So, I, I remember him from uh, the scene in Miracle when Herb is like, you know, he got Callahan on Katisov, this guy, and then he goes and Pav on whoever off. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I remember called him Patrick. Is he, is he a conehead? Well, he might have been. Mm, uh, he might have been. He did play for the Ooh. Rangers. He actually might have won a cup with them. I'm not, I'm not sure. He, he had a decent career in the NHL. 
It would have. It would have had to have been the what ninety four cup. Yeah, yeah, the ninety four cup. Yeah, he must have um, played for a while then. Yeah, I know a lot of these guys, I guess a surprising amount of these guys uh, didn't really pan out in the NHL. But when you think about it, they were all just kind of college kids. During yeah, the, they weren't the supposed to be good, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Morrow went and won four straight Stanley Cups right after the gold medal. Yeah, what a, what a, what a five-year span. <laughs> God loves you. <laughs> Bless me. Um, okay, did you see the Calgary coach yeah, got fired? Coach got fired. Yeah, and they hired uh, my favorite Muppet, uh, Daryl Sutter. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was what you said about him. Yeah, he uh, he reminds me of it's either. Um, I mean, more and more he's looking more like one of the balcony guys that heckles the show. But I always or something like that. I always thought I don't know what their their names are, but. Uh, he also looks kind of like the uh, the scientist guy to me. I feel like his mouth is the same shape. Uh, no. The one that's just the one that's bips. The, the oh, the muffins. <laughs> you really couldn't think of Einstein's name? No, no, no. The Muppet. Um, Beaker. Cool. Beaker. Is it Beaker? Yeah, yeah. He's great. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you know what? I was... Um, I lived in... California when I was in the Navy um, while the Kings went on their runs with, with Daryl Sutter. Um, he won two cups with them. Um, I think he was kind of always known as being an absolute hard ass. Um, and a lot of times coaches like that, like Mike Bab- Mike Babcock, and uh, uh, they have shorter shelf lives. So maybe, I mean, he signed a three-year deal. So Maybe that's kind of the time frame that Tree Living's thinking that Calgary has to put it together uh, with with this roster before they start blowing it up. Because after a a decent start, Calgary has um, really really fallen out of the mix. They were they were my pick to be that kind of fourth spot. Um, Do you guys think uh, Daryl Better gets gets through the three years? I I, I don't think so. I mean. <laughs> It's just because their team is like they've had the same core for I don't know four or five years now. With and Giordano was in the Norris nominees. I mean, he might have even won it a few years ago. He won it two years ago. Yeah. yeah so like with that, and then they've kind of had goaltending issues. But when you have to go on a hand there for so long, any traction in the playoffs, it's it's not so much the coach. It's more of just the the core of the team that needs to to change. I think this is the year too. You know, which I which I think why they fired the coach when. May not normally do it in a normal year, but uh, that Canadian vision with one less team, and also, you know, Ottawa stinks, so it's kind of like six teams, yeah, two but. less teams. <laughs> it's also harder for the Canadian teams to move uh, players around. Uh, I mean, unless they're going to move them amongst themselves um, with the whole, because I mean, you you trade some players away, and then you got to wait weeks before you get your return. So I don't know if I don't know if like that goes into decision. Like, well, fuck, let's let's just you know Sutter sitting on the shelf. Maybe he can get the boys going. Hopefully, I like I like the players on their team. So, um, you know, hopefully yeah. the get them up. I I also think that a lot of is he going to last the three years is going to be depend on uh, um, if he's going to be able to kind of. <laughs> 
carry that team. I think he's got the ability. Who was that? You was that? sneezed when you said the name. You said the name. I sneezed. I don't know. We just heard. I like this, and that's all we got. So I don't know what name you said. <laughs> Markstrom, Markstrom, the the tendy. Yeah, I mean, you're you're high on this guy. I don't know. I don't know if he's panning out. It kind of seems to be a trend when you have a goalie who plays above his means a year before and then changes teams. After he gets paid, too. After he gets paid. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of other examples. Every pitcher in the MLB. I mean, Holpe. Like, yep. I wouldn't say Holpe played above his means. Briskoloff. He got paid. Well, Briskoloff was an absolute nut job. Bob Roski. Roski. But Borowski figured it out. No, he's he's playing better. What? Florida? Florida's well, they're winning. I mean, he's not. <laughs> he's playing better than he was his first year. And Fair. Because I mean, they're winning. And they're playing was, uh, fucking Chicago. Well, I guess Chicago's yeah. good. But. I mean, Hopi was for Washington, and then he went to Vancouver, and now he's not. That was That's the biggest surprise for me, is the fact that he's really sucked. And Demko's been better, but hasn't been great either. And, I don't know. Maybe Washington had such a strong D and team in front of him that he didn't really notice. Well, Hopi's starting to get a little older, too, and his numbers in Washington have definitely been declining the last couple of years. I mean, their team's so fucking good that they can score more goals than the other team, but uh, Hopi is not the shutdown guy he was maybe five years ago. I feel like once you, a goalie went up with Tampa, like, like you benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Well, look at Carey Price. He never won a cup, but he gets the benefit of the doubt more than just about anyone in the league right now. Yeah, he deserves it, though. How many gold medals? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, mean, I think of any goalie that was close to winning, like, the the Hart. Or, is the Hart the one that, that the players vote on? Or is... That's Ted Lindsay, I think. Yeah, the, the MVP. I mean, if there's any goalie that was close to winning, it was probably Carey Price. Yeah. Goalies won it before, right? Yeah, I think Patrick Waugh won it. Maybe Hashik. I know. I know. Quick one to Con Smythe. Goalie of the podcast. Any idea? Uh, JS Jaguar, but uh, I think we were talking about Ted Lindsay, not Con Smythe. No, yeah, it I know. Is, it is the heart. We're it's saying the heart. the heart. Yeah. No, the heart is the Ted Lindsay is voted on by the players. The heart is the MC, though. Yeah. Hashik is a two-time winner of the heart. The Dominator. Yeah, what did he say to Patrick Kane? Ty, did you send that to me? Yeah, I don't know. I just like hearing him talk. <laughs> yeah, Kerry, no, Kerry Price did in 2014. Huh. And before that, it hasn't been done since Jose Theodore in 2000. That's right. They said that on Chick. It's Jose yeah, Theodore. So, so he's the last, only guy in the last 20 years. So I think he does. Even though he doesn't have a cup, he does deserve the benefit of the doubt. And this is coming from a Ranger fan who thought Lundqvist was the, the best goal I've ever seen. Lundqvist could have won one uh, on a couple of those Rangers runs, especially, I think you're right, that that year, even actually even when more Cor- so the year played to the cup. Still played really well. Really well. The Kings yeah. are Kings. Uh, I mean, that series was frustrating because the Kings won in five games, but I'm pretty sure four of the five games went to overtime. Yeah, I think you're like, right. When, when you got a series including, like that, it's Including overtime. game five. Yeah, even, including game five. So it's it's just insane because the, uh, one bounce either way in a few in a few of those games the series just flip flops. Never say Alec Martinez to Jake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, 
they were they were never in the series. Once they lost those first two overtime games, it was kind of. I watched that game with uh, our buddy Steve Petrella, who's a big Ranger fan. He was living with me in Boston at that time, and he always says the Kings are because he just was like, "Fuck you, Doc! God damn it!" Like, look, it's terrible rebound. What are you doing? And I was like, "Far pad shot, man. Far pad. You look good." I remember I was on. Yes. A, I forget where I was going, but I was driving home with with my ex. And I was like, all right, we got to pull over now to watch the game. <laughs> so the only place we could go was Chili's. <laughs> nice. So I just wasn't even on. I'm just getting obliterated out of Chili's. <laughs> and she's sitting there looking at me like, are you going to be okay? And then Martinez scored. And like, the Kings are yeah. Kings. I'm not going to be okay. <laughs> I was not okay. I was, I was not okay. But I don't think anyone's don't think put anyone's... a down on a Chili's like that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I watched that one from an aircraft carrier. On the shitty like satellite, uh, uh, what the, what was it called? ATV no, or something? Yeah, but it, it was like a, it's it's like one of the what's the tube, uh, cathode ray tube, um, TVs with like a satellite. So that's not a military thing. That's just an old TV. Ah, uh, uh, well, new new lifers here, I guess then. Yeah, that's why they call it the tube. I've heard of that. Yeah. You have bunny Imagine. ears there? Um, no, because um, we got uh, satellite. Uh, it's, it's, it's all satellite, so you never know what you're going to get on it. Luckily, uh, they, they kind of follow the same rules as us. Like, uh, like, playoff game beats regular season of a different sport. Like, obviously, Stanley Cup was beating out baseball at the time, probably. Thankfully. Yeah, thankfully. Wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, I don't know who makes those decisions, but I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad they were made the way it was because you don't get to choose what's on TV when you're on the boat. So, Yeah, a lot of that going on at the bleacher bar. Who the fuck put this hockey game <laughs> on? The guy in charge. Sorry, buddy. Um... Uh, what else? What else we got going around? Uh, you want to do pop stars? Um, yeah, I mean, I got a couple things written down here. I got Jake could recap my uh, skiing accident, or um, we could talk Yig's plan for the donuts, um, or we could talk about him playing the club with Jonesy. I don't know. You take your package. Well, considering um, there were no serious injuries, I'm gonna. We'll we'll ch- we'll check off the ski accident, um, and um, yeah, let's hear what's going on with the donuts. That's I think that's what I'm most interested in. All right, wait. So you want me to start with the ski accident or go right to the donuts? Uh, let let's uh let's do a quick recap of the ski accident and um and then a thorough overview of the donuts. All right. So in a nutshell, I mean, it, the weather was was bad. Um, uh, it was raining, but it was at the top of the mountain. You couldn't really see. So we got to the top, and we were all thinking to ourselves that we should probably just stop at this point, call it an early day, and just go back to Evan's house and start drinking. Uh, Tyler just blew by everyone. And, I mean, you couldn't see five feet in front of you. So we hit, he hit a pretty big bump, got airborne, and then came down and hit another bump at the same time. And his body just folded in on itself. All, his skis went flying. We're all looking at him like he might be dead. He wasn't dead, but 
he almost had to take the healthy scratch for our next men's league game. Uh, so we'll just transition into that. Wouldn't have been a healthy. Well, healthy. yeah, <laughs> you, you would have walked there. I mean, you were fine. You, you could have gotten in the door. Yeah, it was Wednesday skating was worse than when, than Thursday night. But uh, yeah, that was quite the tumble. My body legit still hurts. So uh, bruised ribs, all the shabam. But uh, yeah, the donuts are hot right now. Yeah, and that's the way backdoor likes them. So I think we got points in nine straight games. Sounds right. Like six straight wins yeah. um, after being in oh, last like place. like the Islanders. One point. Um, you know, we got we we've not, we beat the team who I got in the fight with. And they were in first. We beat them after I got in the fight. And just just rolling. We beat a team three two last week. It's just just grinding out men's league wins. Like you shouldn't win men's league games three two with the talent out there. Um, and you know, fucking just out there eating rubber. Yeah. So I'll point this out. And and I was I was on the long term reserve for COVID. Um, I had it back in December, and then ever since I've come back, we, we haven't lost. So I just want to point that out. Guy <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. bar, yeah, I was plus two this week. Yeah, it's all about plus yeah. minus. Plus <laughs> minus. The Northeastern line was uh, stumped last week, but hopefully they pick it up again. Well, that's because we had DePaul. He, he, he wasn't really uh, a uh, Northeastern line material. Yeah. More of a non-club guest on hell, but uh. <laughs> uh, anywho, Jake, we do this thing called Pops Picks of the Week. Uh, we we pick a guy in the NHL, the NHL. Or, anywhere in life who you think had a good week, uh, who you think our pops would would like. So we'll let you go last. Yeah, let me think about it. Let you think about it. Uh, See, so do you have one in mind, or you want me to? Where want me to go? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I got one in mind. Uh, um. We're going to go with Miko Rontanen. Um, he's had seven points this week. Um, a, a Colorado team that is definitely underperforming, uh, I would say. Um, have a Miko Rontanen going. Uh, three of those points on the power play. Uh, and uh, having him going it should pick them up again. I mean, uh, McKinnon's always going, too. I think... Uh, but he's he hasn't been putting up the points like Rontanen, so uh, Rontanen gets the star. Nice, like that, like watching him play. I love their uh, their power play where it's like an umbrella, but then Rantanen is kind of the he becomes the shooter. He goes out into the neutral zone, gets some speed, then gets it from the top of the umbrella, and he either dishes it, crosses on to McKinnon, or he just rips it. Um, so good pick, good pick. Um, yeah, uh, wait. I got. I got a. Wait, I got. I just got a special mention on Zakopitar too. Yeah. He's, uh, he's had a great. He's had a great year, and uh, and the the Kings could steal that fourth spot in the West. I'm just saying, they could. Um, I have to honorably mention um, Adrian Kempe because I have yet to have a hat trick all year in fantasy, and I picked him up like last week. Just kind of, I thought he'd been skating well. I watched one of the Kings game. And also Nolan Patrick stinks, so I replaced him. Um, and sure enough, Kempe gets a hat trick. So that literally gives you like six or seven extra points in fantasy just because only you get hat tricks. Um, but my actual Pops pick of the week, um, I would love to give an anti-Pops pick to Ivan Provorov because he's playing like uh, a cone right now. But uh, this is a, a positive segment. 
so I'm going to uh, give mine to Vincent Trocek, uh, hoping he will be at Justin Selb's wedding uh, coming in October. Party with him, but uh, the Canes are rolling. He's got at least like 12 or 13 goals. Um, wins face-offs, does all the dirty, dirty things for him. So um, Vinny's grinding out there, Pittsburgh boy. So you're welcome, Lou. Um, yeah, Vinny Trocek pops pick of the week. Yakes, yeah. what do you got? So I'll go by goals, 11 assists. 13 goals, 11 assists. Yeah, not, not too shabby. So I'll go honorary uh, pick, uh, Patty Kane. Just, I mean, he's been lights out all year. Nice. He's like, I think he's second in the league in points. We didn't mention 1,000 games. Yeah, so 1,000 games, like, I mean, they got pumped by Dallas last night. Dallas last night, two nights ago, whenever it was. Whenever it was. But 1,000 games is awesome. Um, but I'm going to go Jeff Skinner. He's uh, been he's been horrible all year. He got a Sabres pick. He was a healthy scratch <laughs> for a while. And then he comes out and, and scores like two goals in back to back games. You're really sucking up to our dad. Did you know he's a Sabres fan? I didn't know that till right now. <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, he I hates Jeff. Uh, yeah, you're right. He, he hates all the Sabres. Right? I, I think that I think that that says a lot. Which is, is that's got to feel good for him. I mean, the Sabres don't have any bright spots this year, so that that's pretty good that he was able to score. So that that should be good. Yeah, he got his first he got his first goal of the year against my Islanders, but we beat him five two three times in a row. And then what? He got a couple against the Devils. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. They, they, he just signed a huge deal, and then he gets healthy scratched on a team that's in last place. That that's just absurd. Never good. Well, I feel like there was another weird healthy scratch really recently. Yeah, it, it was Parisi, yeah. um, and I was just oh Parisi before. I, I guess the story was, and, and I, I think I heard this on Spit and Chicklets like today, but Felino had two goals after two periods in the locker room. Parisi asked him if he's ever had a hat trick, and he said no. So late in the third, they're both out there. Parisi tries to pass it to Felino for an empty net. Um, instead of just either like clearing the zone or taking that himself, I didn't even see the play. But then they, they, the other team gets the puck, it's in the back of the net, and then the other team wins in overtime. So it's just giving away points. And then the coach just benched Parisi, who has the A on his jersey, which is oh, brutal. Brutal. All right. Well, um, oh, and the only other thing I had to mention was uh, we had a, uh, a brother's brother's game. Um, recently between Carolina and Columbus. There was two sets of brothers playing against each other, the Stahl brothers and the Svechnikov brothers. Um, and Detroit stage. Oh, Detroit, yes. Yes, <laughs> the, yes. Mark Stahl and Evgeny Svechnikov? I think Who's so. The, yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, Carolina, Detroit, sorry. Um, but I, I wonder how many times that has happened. If it did, it was two sets of with, brothers, probably with the Stahl brothers, because those, those guys are always right. Gotta be what happened with like the Stasnys, yeah, because there were like three of them, I think. Yeah, I don't know. That That is interesting. I don't know. Maybe the Van Ream Stikes, he's been having a good year, yeah, yeah. he is. Uh, JVR, Farabee, and Couturier is a sick line. Farabee looks great. That's the only good flyers right now. Oh, dish by Kaprizov. Ah! 
Oh, flower with the fucking leather. We were mentioning about goalies who go from a, a place to a, like a, a new place, basically. Fleury's one of the ones who has never like teetered. He's been good here pretty much his entire career. He might be having his best year of his career right now. He's like first in every category almost, I think. Yeah, it's insane. When is Lanner coming back? I thought he had COVID. What's actually wrong? Uh, they put him on retroactive IR um, to February 11th, which means he could come back pretty soon. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, I got to go play in Winthrop now. So. All right. Well, uh, uh, Jake, man, thanks for coming on. Um, it's good having you. You'll have to come on again. We're, we're me and Tyler are really liking this uh, this three man team. Um, you know, plugging in people for our, our missing brother. So you are now uh, officially a brother Heineman uh, for being on the show. So thanks, bud. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I, I spent enough time talking about hockey, so might as well do it uh, with you guys. Yeah, might as well have like ten extra people listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and um, uh, Ty, who's are we doing the um, uh, who's doing the the end the end thing the Lou thing? You did it really well last time, man. I'm gonna let you keep it keep it rolling. All right, well uh, then, uh, number one is you have to go listen to Parlors, uh, unbelievable band out of New York City. Uh, that's our intro and outro music is, uh, one of their great, uh, great songs, great (laughs) songs, uh, state lines. I'm having, I'm having a little bit of a rough night, but, um, they put put out a new cover too of dead flowers, flowers, which was really good. good. They Uh, put in, put uh, a few good covers that you can catch on dancing on my own, which is an all time fave song. Tiesto remix, Kyle Scott. And they crushed that. They crushed dancing on my own. Yeah, that one I really loved. I could listen to that on repeat. Yeah, so go check out Parlors. You can get a lot of those covers that they do um, on their social media. Uh, they're definitely on Instagram. Uh, that's kind of where I catch what they're doing. Um, and you can also catch us on social media um, at the Heinemann Brothers Hockey Show on. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Do we do the Twitter? Do we tweet? Yeah, I do the Twitter. Okay. Then you can catch Tyler putting out the Twitter. Um, All right. Hockey. Sports. (laughs) All right. Later, guys. See you, kids. Later.